says, Michael Popak, Legal AF. Let me try to explain what's going to happen on Tuesday with Donald Trump's booking, processing, uh, first appearance, arraignment, all on Tuesday. Let me tell you who he's going to be in front of, who's going to be involved, who he's not going to be in front of, and what could happen next so that you have a full picture and understanding. I'm going to tie it all together on this hot take. I practiced for 32 years, including in the Southern District of Florida, where I practiced for over 20 years. I know this courthouse and the judge as well. And let me give you my my, uh, learned, uh, reasoned opinion. First of all, we're going to be uh, uh, the arraignment and first appearance part of this process, which is sort of at the end. The arrest processing part happens first, all at the courthouse, but we're going to be inside of the courthouse uh, 13-3 at 3 p.m. on Tuesday for Donald Trump to come in with federal marshals, with the Secret Service, with his attorneys to stand in the dock of the court in front of a judge. I'll get to who I think that judge is going to be, the magistrate judge, and do first appearance and arraignment before being uh, let out uh, uh, on whatever bail or bond conditions are set and uh, apparently attending some sort of fundraiser later that day. I mean, his um, gall knows no boundaries, but let's talk about process. That's why we're here. In the federal court system, the magistrate judge, not the district court judge, so not Judge Cannon, which has been the reporting. I'll talk about why it may not and probably will not be Cannon. But it's the magistrate judge that do, that do all the heavy lifting when it comes to criminal first appearances and arraignment, not the trial judge. And I don't expect anything differently here. In fact, there's already reporting that Judge or Magistrate Judge Goodman who happens to be the duty judge, just the person assigned to work on Tuesday as a magistrate judge for random assignment, is going to be handling the first appearance and potentially the arraignment. I'll talk about why that's odd, because for a number of reasons, the indictment itself unsealed last week was unsealed by a different magistrate judge. The chief magistrate judge sits in Miami, Edwin Torres, who works for the chief judge, Judge Altanaga, he unsealed the indictment, but now there's reporting that it's going to be the duty judge, Judge Goodman, who's going to do the first appearance and arraignment. Hold that for a minute. Let's start from chronologically from the beginning. Donald Trump is going to show up with Secret Service in tow. He's then going to be accompanied by the U.S. Marshal as soon as he hits the underground garage at the Wilkie Ferguson Courthouse in Miami. Um, That is the new courthouse that was put up in the last 10 years. That is really where, except for some other events that happen at a couple of other federal courthouses downtown, that is where the action is in Miami court federal practice. So that is where this uh, defendant, former president, is going to be processed. There is an underground tunnel in the garage. I am sure they're going to use it. He will then be met by U.S. probation department personnel, continued U.S. marshal personnel for the arrest, processing, booking, fingerprinting, photographing mugshot. And I don't see a way around it this time. New York State chose not to mugshot him. I don't think that's going to happen here. I don't think he's going to be handcuffed. He's already in protective custody with the Secret Service. But the rest of that process needs to be done. There's no former president exception to arrest processing and the like. And then there's going to be like a cooling off period because they're going to finish their work. I don't know if he's coming in in the morning or coming in in the early afternoon. But there's going to be some time when literally Donald Trump will be under arrest and in custody and not yet make his first appearance in front of a magistrate judge in the courtroom. 
So he's going to be detained. And they're going to let him cool his heels somewhere in probably some conference room with Secret Service and U.S. Marshal um, on top of him. Will he be able to use his cell phone and do social media posting? I don't know. I doubt it. Um, when uh, uh, all criminal defendants come through the process, they have to leave their electronics behind. And so I don't think he's going to be able to do any kind of real-time social media posting from there. I mean, his his henchmen can do it, but he won't be able to do it. And he will be also be accompanied by his attorney, which looks to be based on the fact that Donald Trump just fired his regular Mar-a-Lago Mar defense counsel in Jim, Trust Jim Trusty and John Rowley. Looks like it's going to be Todd Blanche, the lawyer he's using up in New York for his other criminal matter, and a local Florida attorney, because they're going to need local counsel who practices in the Southern District of Florida. Maybe Lindsay Halligan, I doubt it, given that she's also in the crosshairs for her involvement in the search process at Mar-a-Lago back when they were finding documents. Now he's process, Trump's processed, he's sitting, he's cooling his heels, and then he's going to be brought in by federal marshals, the Secret Service, and his lawyer into the courtroom. There are no cameras in the courtroom. There will be no video that we will be able to show you or any other media network will be able to show you. Only those people that are in the courtroom, and there's one overflow courthouse uh, courtroom they're going to use apparently, is, are going to be are going to be able to see what's happening and report on it. I, I assume in real time. They usually confiscate your um, laptops and things unless you have a special pass or permission. But I expect the media will have some sort of pool reporting to report and will report out off of that reporting. That's where we are. So no cameras in federal courthouse or courtroom or court procedure, and you're not going to see it here for Donald Trump. There's going to be a, a a person in a black robe in that courtroom in 13-3, and we believe it's going to be Magistrate Goodman, who's the second highest ranking magistrate in Miami. Now, it's weird. Let's get to the weirdness of this, because on the indictment, uh, Magistrate Judge Reinhardt is listed. That's the magistrate judge that actually issued the search warrant, but he doesn't seem to be involved at all, and he sits up in West Palm Beach. In the unsealing of the indictment, which happened later in the week, it was Edwin Torres, the chief magistrate judge who sits in Miami, doesn't have any connection to Judge Cannon. And now we've been told that it looks like it's the duty judge, just a random wheel. Oh, who are you? Goodman, come here. Put on your robe. Get on the bench. You're being the magistrate judge for the arraignment and first appearance. And Cannon may be nowhere to be found at all, even if she is still the judge on Tuesday because all of this is generally hap handled by the magistrate judge. It is weird for the federal judge, district judge, to step in and do any part of this process. So if it is Goodman, which we expect it to be, or a magistrate judge, they will do what's called first appearances. The, the, the defendant will be brought in. His lawyers will make an appearance so that the court knows who the lawyers are. The, the initial charges will be read, but not in the official way. A summary of the charges will be read, not in the official way for the arraignment proceeding portion of the process. Um, the, uh, the plea will not be taken at that time, and they'll kind of get right to pretrial detention, bond conditions, bail conditions, and the like. They'll hear from the government first. The government will make a proposal as to the amount of the bond. 
um, that, that they're looking for. We expect that to be something in the millions of dollars that have to be posted by Donald Trump. They'll talk about whether the passport for Donald Trump should be picked up, restrictions on his travel. Um, of course, the other side's going to argue First Amendment rights. He's a candidate, you know, the leading candidate for the Republican Party for president, and he needs to be able to travel and talk and speak. They'll talk about discovery and a protective order for the exchange of information, really the information that comes from the government to Donald Trump, the defendant, and how that is protected from public disclosure and release um, with grand juries that are still in process that need to have themselves protected. They'll talk about all of that. Oh, this is one of our favorite new partners, Short Form. Short Form isn't just some run-of-the-mill product. This is truly amazing. At its core, short form is condensed books. Look, we're all incredibly busy and reading an entire book, that's challenging in 2023. Well, with everything else going on in our lives, I mean, I read a lot to prepare for Legal AF in my law career, but that's exactly why short form is great for so many people like you and me. First, I love the condensed information. Short form provides the most important information about what you're reading so you don't have to worry about missing out on any key information. Also, after a chapter or an idea is presented, they'll have these journaling moments where they'll ask you questions to make sure you're keeping yourself engaged. The combination of reading and reflecting, that keeps your mind sharp. And it's awesome. I love this app. And I'm so happy they're a sponsor of Legal AF. They have a great range of books like Kobe Bryant's The Mamba Mentality, which was a powerfully motivating read for me. The Power of Habit by Chris Duhigg, exploring how to develop and maintain positive habits. And Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey, which allowed me to learn to be more productive and creative. And so much more. Short Form has new books and articles every week. And if you're a subscriber of the Legal AF podcast, you'll get a free trial and an additional 25% discount on the annual subscription. Join Short Form through the link shortform.com slash Legal AF. That's a free trial and an additional 25% discount on the annual subscription of Shortform at shortform.com slash Legal AF. And at some point, either Judge Goodman or whoever the magistrate judge is going to be is going to get to the portion of the process called arraignment, where they're going to read aloud the charges, make sure that Donald Trump acknowledges those charges, and then puts in a plea as to each of the 37 counts against him. Uh, and we expect him to plead not guilty to all 37 counts. That all gets that done then. That process will probably go from three o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday. Maybe it gets to four o'clock. Um, it doesn't generally with a with a, a garden variety defendant, but it may go a little bit longer because it's Trump. But I think by four o'clock, maybe 4.15, this is over. And he will now have the conditions of his pretrial release established. He'll now be under the custody, ultimately, of the probation department. They'll have to enforce those uh, uh, regulations, those rules that have now been set about his pretrial release. Um, he's not going to get detained pretrial for those that are like, put him in jail, hold him in the federal detention center until trial. Not happening. Um, we can talk about it on another hot take why that's not happening, but it's not happening under the way the statutes that govern these things look at the crimes that have been charged. I mean, they're terrible, tar terrible crimes against the American people in Espionage Act, obstruction of justice uh, and concealment and false statement. But these are not crimes that put you away in federal detention while you're awaiting trial. Because remember, for those that follow our justice system from other countries, you are innocent until proven guilty, despite the amount of evidence that is in the indictment. And it is substantial. 
or to paraphrase Bill Barr, Donald Trump's former uh, attorney general, he's toast. It is that, you know, half that amount of evidence would convict him. He is innocent until proven guilty. And we don't put innocent until proven guilty people in jail unless there's other reasons. Um, of course, him tweeting and social truthing and rallying about Second Amendment solutions and and uh, uh, to call his followers and supporters to Miami to riot. Mm, you know, listen, the magistrate judge has eyes and ears. Federal government, I'm sure, is going to be watching carefully what happens next. All the MAGA Republicans that are calling for armed violence to protect their president and see what happens on the streets of Miami while this thing's going on at three o'clock. That will end up in the courtroom. That information about what is happening in the streets is going to end up in the courtroom because the federal prosecutors are going to bring it up. I'm sure we'll see Jack Smith and one of his other leading prosecutors there, probably Jay Bratt, who signed the um, signed the indictment and signed the um, paperwork related to the indictment when it was filed and the case was filed. So we'll see that. And then it'll end. And Donald Trump will get back, you know, walk out the courthouse front steps, not through the tunnel, maybe through the tunnel for security purposes with uh, federal marshals. will hand him back over to the Secret Service. Secret Service uh, will take him out in his you know, SUVs, and he is released until the next uh, court appearance. Um, and so that is what's going to happen on Tuesday. Why do I continue to believe that Eileen Cannon is not going to be the judge? First of all, everybody's very excited because her name was stamped on the top of the indictment. But then so was Judge Magistrate Judge Reinhardt, and Magistrate Judge Reinhardt is nowhere to be found. Also, they interviewed, apparently, the New York Times, the clerk of the court sitting in Miami, uh, Madam, Madam Noble, and she said, no, there's no other real way for things to be assigned back. Um, and it was randomly assigned because there's really only two active judges that are up in the West Palm Beach area near Mar-a-Lago, Judge Middlebrooks, and he takes half his cases from Miami. And so she was the next available judge. Um, and that's why she got it. And there's no real way to get it away from her. That's not true. First of all, in the administrative orders of the Southern District of Florida, the chief judge has the power to change the uh, judge assignment. And Judge Altanaga is a very wise and sober uh, justice um, judge. I've been in front of her both in federal court and when she was in the state court process. She was a former county attorney in in um, or city of Miami attorney before she hit the bench. And so she can make that ruling. Uh, uh, Cannon on her own, based on the fact that she made two reversible error decisions in interfering with the criminal investigation, which is at the heart of the indictment, when Donald Trump filed his now infamous lawsuit to stop the search warrant or to stop the collection and review of documents off of the search warrant in August of last year, during the middle of an impending uh, running criminal investigation. She was thrown, she was slapped twice by the 11th Circuit, her bosses, the appellate court that sits in Atlanta by the chief judge. Not once, but twice. She was wrong twice. And she was told she was wrong twice and to fix her orders. And she had to, the only thing she did right is that she didn't fight the 11th Circuit and she did dismiss the case and dismiss the special master that she had appointed and the case ended. That involvement may be enough for her to recuse herself as being not impartial and having factual knowledge about the underlying matter that makes her improper to sit in the big chair. If she doesn't do it, look for the federal government and the prosecutors, even as early as Tuesday, to raise the issue of their moving to disqualify or recuse the judge and have it go either 
to likely to the 11th Circuit and have the 11th Circuit pick the right judge to match the gravity of this case and to give the public confidence in the ability of the justice system to do the right thing here, not show fear, not show favor or privilege um, towards Donald Trump. Cannon being the judge is not going to do that. And so I know the 11th Circuit is going to be concerned about that and the justice system. And that all could come to a head as early as Tuesday when we see who is the officially assigned trial judge. Is it really Cannon? And if it's not Cannon, because she's taken herself out by voluntary recusal, disqualification, or the chief judge has taken her out, if that hasn't happened and the assignment hasn't moved off of her, look for the federal government to make their motion. We're going to follow all this on Tuesday on the Midas Touch Network, where I'm a regular legal analyst at the intersection of law and politics. I do hot takes just like this one about every day. It looks like lately every hour. Um, and you, if you like what I'm doing here, you can give me a thumbs up. Helps with the quantity and the quality of things that we do. We curate the best of these stories that we think are important to you to hear at that same intersection on a podcast only on the Midas Touch Network called Legal AF on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And if you like what I'm doing, I'm Michael Popak, and you can follow me on all things social media at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.